comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome everyone to the Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 249. We are one away from 250. I'm not sure what that means, but we'll figure something out that hopefully... It's math. Yeah, we'll, we'll be awesome. Uh, it's a nice round number. You have to do cool things on round numbers. Uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, this is Russ, and I have Aaron Newworth, Jim Dietz, and Daryl Taylor. Uh, and I am breezing through the intros because we are running behind, and we will probably have a lot to say. Hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hello, everybody. Was, was it necessary to put all this creepy fog like all over the rooms of each of us? Like this is. Yeah, I think we're a pretty solid looking group. We're scrappy. Uh, it's a prerequisite. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> you we should have seen. It. We're delayed in recording. You should have seen what the smoke looked like like three days ago. Man. Oh, for couldn't, sure. Couldn't, huh. even, couldn't even breathe. Yeah, it was probably just a bunch of Tom Janes running around shooting kids or something like that. <laughs> Ooh, wait, hold on. I have to sign my petition to not kill a dog that won't really die <laughs> because it's a show and they don't really kill animals. Oh, okay, I'm for done. real. This isn't this isn't the Godfather or Patton for God's sake. We don't cut heads off no. of horses and throw them off of bridges. Yeah, I can't believe they actually started a petition already. They don't even know what the story is going to do. That they already for started on. <laughs> For more context about the recent jokes just labeled, please visit the film's patent from 1970 and The Godfather from 1972. <laughs> Great commentary. Captain Footnotes! <laughs> <laughs> Both excellent movies, by the way. Uh, in their own right. Anyway, uh, so Season 9, Episode 8, Evolution. This is the mid-season finale. Uh, I think there were some surprises in this episode. To be certain, I did not expect. Uh, I did not expect Jesus to be killed off. Um, it, it's <gasps> spoiler. spoiler. Sorry, I didn't. Spoiler. Sorry, Jerry. Spoiler. It was Jesus that died that day. Yes, Jesus died that day. Oh my goodness! Um, and a little bit of all of us did too. I know. No, no more sacrilegious puns. Uh, but he shall rise again. Oh, I, I'm so of, I'm so of two minds about this, but we'll get to that. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny because so I can't help but all right. So after yeah, I watched a little bit of The Walking Dead. Um, I'd never really seen any interviews or interactions with Tom Payne before, um, and he's kind of an aloof. Uh, interesting individual, I'll say. Uh-huh. I'll say that, and you know, stuff has started to come out, and it seems like maybe his demise had more to do with his personality, like his his actual personality, than anything else. Right. I don't. Maybe so, I'm maybe I'm intuiting more into that than I should. No, I think he. I think there was a. I think it was more to it story driven to take him out. Than Wait, it so, was okay, you know whether it was the actor also wanting to go or wanting his character to go in direction they didn't want to take it in, or you know not 
whatever it was, there was something behind the scenes that I think that that's why they they just said let's do let's part with this character and now while we while we can. It makes me wonder if they have because based off the connections he has to other characters on this show, which mm-hmm. there aren't many compared to the we'll get to the comics up later, but yeah. like is this by doing this will this mean will this especially since we lost maggie too so it's like how many yeah. hilltop guys are we not going to have anymore to make like what so is this is this an, an effort to strengthen like tara and aaron's characters because i don't i don't know what this adds to the story necessarily and so i i'm up that's why i'm of two minds where it's like was right. it like a production thing involving campaign or was it, it like is there actually be, some narrative purpose this will serve I, know. I i i would be surprised if they were like there are things we want to do with this show if you are committed to being a part of this show go all in right if you are not then we will write you out yeah I, I didn't know about all the Tom Payne stuff or whatever. <laughs> I just basically thought it was their way to punctuate, like, the beginning of this new thing with the Whispers. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we mean business here. We're going to kill somebody. And and, it, and I, I get that. Like, it's just, it's like, uh, I, and I like that fact that it's, it is a surprise. And this show could use more of that. Totally let, 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 let alone, it could use more dwindling of the massive ensemble it has, because the thing we complain about is how, how too big of a cast this show has and how it has to service all these characters, and it only does so great of a job every now and then. So it's like, if we're taking them down, sure, it's just like, again, like, there's not many, like, if we need figureheads on all these different societies, it's like, it seems like Jesus is kind of the guy you go to at this point without Maggie around. So it's like, all right, they better have a plan here, which I'm sure they do. They already filmed the season, but it's like, okay, that's that's something. And again, just as kind of they were making his character interesting, right, um, or more interesting, yeah. I, th- I I think you see the potential, you know, him becoming a leader, and then at the beginning, you know, him kicking ass at the beginning of that fight, and mm-hmm. so it's just like, oh, one of the things sometimes that that irritates me and I think us uh, on this show is that just when they start to make somebody really interesting, they snatch so, them man, away from us. Like oh, that that's... dog, man. He was great in that last episode. Remember that time he drove that bus for those kids, man? <laughs> and he I mean... jumped off the bus onto the bridge, <laughs> flipped over. While on fire. Three women on fire <laughs> yep. with an arrow on his in his arm and then I'm... saved two dogs on the way down. And then I he mean... made them all sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, it's a cheat, though, right? Because it's it's a matter of, well, we never did much with this person before, so now we'll really bulk him up right before so he suddenly start to care about yeah. him. Like, that's cheating. Like, that's 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 what it is. It's cheating. I just felt like this served, like, a few purposes, first of all, to, like, kind of, uh, you know, underline how big a threat the Whispers are going to be, um, to to also show, like, we've had some episodes here where they've been, everything's been pretty hunky-dory, other than, the, you know, the undercurrents of, you know, why there's been the alienation between the two, the, the different settlements or whatever. But, I mean, it was also in a way to show, hey, these people, people's lives are still very much in danger. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's always there. And third off, you know, like I said, to um, to kind of show that they're not afraid to surprise us with a, a cast death. Like speaking to Aaron's point, I was I was happily uh, surprised that something happened that I wasn't expecting. I mean, I one of my biggest uh, um, 
gripes I have with shows is when I watch the first five minutes and I can tell what's going to happen in the next hour, you know? Uh, yeah. I, so, yeah, I give it to you there. I did not see, I know, I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but it was kind of a big enough deal to talk about. Uh, I did not see that. Com- like I didn't see that coming. Uh, at all, at, I didn't at all. see it coming at all. Yeah, yeah. I figured it'd be Aaron. Honestly, that's who I thought it would be. I thought it would yeah. be Aaron. I totally did. And I don't know. Like when you hear he, there's a little bit of a Andrea, uh, uh, kind of the way that he talks about it, it. It sounds a little bit like Andrea, the actress that played Andrea, when she when her character was killed off. Um, where you kind of get the that they weren't as happy as they might have been you know well, like you, the, i mean you look at the show and you kind of th- with andrea too for that matter and you yeah, think yeah. i know what the, uh, these characters especially specific compared to the comic and it's not mm-hmm. that the show needs to be resembling of the comic but it's like those are strong characters that have a lot to do and i i wouldn't be surprised if there's a level of expectation an actor has taking yeah. on certain roles and doing the research and thinking oh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be great gonna, like like jesus i'm gonna be i'm gonna, be I'm gonna have this top knot in my head and i'm gonna take the wheel i'm gonna, I'm gonna make a, it happen i'll be yeah. a martial arts guy and it's like i instead most i mean if you want to think <laughs> think about jesus for the past couple of seasons what he's been hell what has he been doing sat he on the side yeah. sets on the side and like has tearful conversations with tara about like politics and it's like that's boring what he's that, a lot like it's a lot like what what happened with um, what's his name uh, with the hammer. And Tyrese, he had a sister, Tyrese. Tyrese. It's a yeah. lot like what happened with Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. the, in the comic, he's a strong character. He's an alpha, just right. like Rick. There's a lot of conflict right. there. There's a very, there's different things to go with, and it's like I can understand an actor's frustration of knowing the potential the character has and them not catching in on it again and again and again. And so, and if there were plans later down the line that he just didn't get to yet or something. And this is, spe- this is speaking of speculation based off just what we read in articles, <laughs> but it's like, and all you can I, go by what he said, what he said. And even then, you know, and even then, right. It, he, no, we're never going to, I mean, we don't know the truth about Darabont. So it's like, what are we going to know the truth? Yeah, about right. This? right, right. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, I, I can, that's what, and that's why I'm of two minds where it's like, well, yeah, it, it punctuates the show well. It's a good surprise, and and given the character here compared to the comic, I'm not exactly going to be missing Jesus because yeah, he was kind of a sad sack based on the presentation they had. Then again, it's like, well, this was a cool character in the book. It would have been cool to see that potential reached, but you know, it's not bugging me that much. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it is, you know, it's something you talk about. Yeah. Daryl being on this show really pushed and changed the dynamic of characters that were in the comics. Uh huh. Totally. Like it, 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 it really, I think it really threw, it really threw things off. Uh, and, and, you know, what happened with Carol, how, you know, her character changed a little bit, a lot, I would say. Um, yeah, she's alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big difference yeah. right there. <laughs> um, I think it really did. I think it really shifted things and, and there were characters that are favorites now. And that meant, other characters that came in and kind of got sat on the side. And then when they were remembered, they were like, okay, let's do something with them now. And then they were put back on the side. I mean, Jesus is an example of that, you know, like he, he would do a little something cool and he really didn't even do that much stuff, you know, cool. Like he was more of an annoyance. 
he became that way, especially during the war. Yeah. Like this is where you should see him shine, and he's just like exactly constantly exactly. complaining about Morgan. <laughs> it's like come on, he, it was yeah. <laughs> they decided to use him to be the dude that would just be the one to always constantly say, "Is that who we are? Is that who we are?" Um, but there was no payoff for it. So yeah, I. Like, if they don't know what to do, it almost feels like they want a clean house of characters they just knew that they kind of neglected and messed up on. And let's just throw, you know, like, maybe move towards the new characters. And no one will expect what we're going to do. And that's but not a this, bad thing. That's not no, a, like, you know, and that comes up to being a TV show, especially an adaptation, right. where you can't predict what the audiences are going to respond to. You can't, like, say season one is like, Norma Reedus is definitely going to become the next big thing. The second is country ass box on the show it's like oh no, that just that's that's yeah. the way it went and that's the way it went yeah. with other characters and it's you know maybe there should be no more darlings there should be no more daryls there should be no more carols there should be you know no one that oh, every, yeah. if, if you put them in jeopardy the fans will go oh you can't do that with this character. you can't we can't lose this character in a show like this maybe you just maybe they need to, to not like if you get rid of everybody else that they, you know, and just keep, you know, the ones that you keep. We know they're not going to kill Michonne. We know they're not going to kill Daryl and, and Carol. Contract stuff. We kind of know they're not going to kill them. Everyone else is open season. And maybe mean, that makes for yeah. better storytelling. And like with Carl is still ridiculous. I think if the move was to kill him, it's it's like that's it seems like the show wants to highlight that again and now with Jesus or what have you. But it's like. The worst thing that could have happened to the show was it getting this popular. <laughs> I think that's really what it comes down to. Because yeah. you yeah. like you have legions yeah. of fans that want things to happen a certain way, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fan service is not a great thing. Nor is no. it to and and I'm no. not saying the show's necessarily do, providing fan service, but it certainly feels like it's it need, it's trying to cater while trying to be surprising at the same time, and it can create right. these weird riffs. <laughs> that's how we how we respond to things. So it's like Carl died. It's like ah. But like if you try to kill Daryl, the show's already hemorrhaging viewers, so it's like that's not gonna go well. Like so you can't like have right, you can't do that. You can only you can only have so much of a level of of, of uh un, un, unexpected twists right. in the show. Because right now who we get again, Negan, that's another one. Uh-huh. It's like you feel like they I think they feel like they have to keep him for now. Um but with Jesus God, I, yeah, I think it's it's become a show now where it's like I don't know who they're, I don't know who is safe, and I shouldn't, right? And this is a world where there are walkers and and threats coming from all directions, and people can't remember only the door locked on the one cell for the one prisoner they have, <laughs> and that too. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> and that too. Um, just just thinking back real quick season three it was like open season on the cast remember that oh, like oh, yeah, everybody right. was dying and right. people were introduced one episode one episode later they're getting shot in the face of an arrow people are getting hacked in the head mm-hmm. or Lori dies mid pregnancy remember the complaint like, then <laughs> and it remember the complaint then you can't do that why are you do, you know like it's getting too sad why are you why are you doing that so I don't know. I'm kind of cool with it. I like being surprised like this. It it was a different feeling to watch this episode and go, what the hell just happened? Like, I did not see that coming. It felt it was kind of entertaining, not in a sick way. I want people to die, but in a way of I could not anticipate where this episode was going to go. And I wound up enjoying it because I was just as nervous and tense watching it 
because I don't know the direction it was going to go in. Well, you, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I promise we'll get into the to the episode itself. But um, what's interesting is until I really watched like Talking Dead and heard the interviews with with um, uh, with Payne? with the with Thomas with Payne, I thought maybe he would he wasn't dead. Like I thought, well, maybe he'll make it out. Like it wasn't. I mean, if you if you look at the at the episode at the end of the episode at, at face value, it's not it's not a hundred percent clear that he's dead. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a not for sure kill. Sh- it's not like it's a kill shot like the head or the it, you know like the. It does. It's it's kind of like a writer's convenience of it doesn't have to be right as it is because right. the way right. I mean, it did go kind of up into him. <laughs> so it's like it's, pretty uh, it's like negotiation. Yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely looked like it hit him like uh-huh. in the heart or very close to it. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is like if. If he I, if he didn't die and he and he he continued on in the season, I wouldn't look back and go, "Well, I thought he died." Like I could easily see, like, "Oh, okay, he's just right. he's in really bad shape." Um, but may, oh, yeah, he's 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 all talking about the show now. So it's like, yeah, he's probably not coming. Back. Yeah, I exactly. Wish, I, mean, I kind of wish yeah. that they had did a month. That's the other thing I kind of don't like either. I kind of wish that they had just been quiet on it until it comes back. Yeah, yeah. Don't say anything. Don't have the actors say anything. Just well, he's not under contract anymore. You can say whatever. I guess, wants. but if you could talk to him to not say anything till we come back, you know. But like that's, I mean, that presents a different kind of scenario. What I, I mean, why I got into the not why I got into the comic. What I part of what appealed me in the comic was people just die. People you right. connect to die, right. and that's that is what this is doing. And I, I don't, I don't need a level of ambiguity when it comes to these. I should just be able to be. To walk in, be like, oh, that person died. That sucks. And then, like, move to the next thing. Yeah. Not necessarily that. But I kind of would have been cool with that if they had just had it end like that and then not tell me everything on another show. Well, I mean, that, that comes down to what you're paying attention to of other shows. I mean, the yeah. show, it's not The Walking Dead's fault that you read interviews and watched True. Chris Hardwick no, Jack off yeah, Alex. I mean, that's well, it looks at a headline. <laughs> it looks at a headline here and there. Yeah. They do tell in those headlines. That said, it like Chubb, and I know he didn't try to spoil it, and he's not here. Uh, but but like I did see his thing before. And I wasn't even trying to. I just like saw like I just opened up my phone. And it happened to already be open to Facebook, and it says like Walking Dead actor complains about things, and it shows a shot of Aaron and Jesus. I'm like, well, I guess Aaron's probably dying because that makes sense to me. And it's like, oh, it's Jesus, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't you can't even post anything. I did. It's like they on purpose they'll put stuff in the heading. Back in the old days, yeah, and the header and that's what sucks is the heading by itself is innocuous, right? Like yeah. if that was just the headline, okay, fine. Like somebody died, it's a mid-season finale. That's not a stretch. But the fact nope. that they put a picture there—that's what—that's what does it. Like it, it's—it's not that's the headline. Right. It's the fact that no. that they put the picture with it. But anyway, there should just be with these kind of shows. <laughs> there should be a, like Game of Thrones, dude. There should be an accepted like giant cast image for every kind of article like this just yes. like so so everybody's yes. there yeah. use, the, yes. use the main cast image all the time or just the logo I'm, like the show logo or something i don't, yeah. I don't know just i don't know how algorithms work. i they mean they never cases, agree to do it so. they never agree to do it because they want those hits but yeah i get those clicks man right yeah i gotta get the clicks but the clicks anyway all right oh well so let's what happened this week <laughs> yeah all right so let's talk about the episode uh again i think it was a like mood wise, atmosphere wise, the way that this thing was shot, I thought it was pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, this is like the scariest episode in forever. Yes. On the show. Uh, yeah. True. I I was really so the the director of this episode um, was Michael Estrada. 
was Michael uh, Satrazimus. And he's got a lot of credits. He's got a lot of Walking Dead credits. Uh, a, yeah, he's, he's, he's done he's a lot a, of camera work, it looks like, uh, on on the on the show. He's done like 19 episodes as a camera operator. So he's obviously, while not having directed um, episodes of the of this, uh, he, and he has done. Oh, he, he has done. He's done many episodes of the show. Yeah, he's a, he's a regular. Yeah. Like I said, he's a regular guy. Yeah, I guess I never paid much attention. Yeah, it looks like he's done like five episodes of Fear and then 14 episodes of. Uh, of the walking dead but uh so i apologize for not uh, th- this is somebody i think i'm going to pay more attention to uh when when i see his name in the credits because this was kind of a standout for me and and just we get it from the open where um it's it's daryl it's jesus it's aaron and dog and they're out looking for eugene uh, as himself as yeah, dog as as dog um <laughs> hashtag team dog <laughs> hashtag team dog um, and they're out looking for for Eugene, and they see the the whispers heard. And I love that they're just like fascinated because it's like mm-hmm. they're just like milling around in a circle. Like they just keep it's it, it, they they recognize in looking at it that like something's off, and they can't put their finger on it. Um, and and that you know that that something's not right there. And Daryl's even Daryl kind of has that look on his face, like he's he's freaked out by this by this herd like daryl tends He's freaked out and and frustrated because like yeah. i can't solve this yeah <laughs> it's like it's- <laughs> uh, yeah and we'll see later you know throughout the episode where he tries to uh you know out you know quote unquote out, outsmart them and uh yeah, he's like wily e. coyote in this episode <laughs> exactly <laughs> waiting for the big anvil to fall out of the sky yeah um but anyway but the- i uh I, I I'll say I like what I like about I mean it's it's scary and it works for being like un- unnerving because it's like the walkers even if you do know like and it's because I already know the what the thing's gonna be because I read the comics but it's like it is unnerving to see zombies have a walkers have a kind of a new setting yeah where it's like well that's I don't know what that is and that's I like this arc in the comic a lot so I, I'm yes. very excited for this because it because it's just so different it's not like here's another here's another big bad that's you know going to challenge our people it is to an extent but like it's not it's not the same as negan or the governor it's like it's no. like this is different this is a nice change of pace so i was into this and I'm, I'm i'm into seeing how the show chooses to kind of figure it out and so far i'm like i'm really satisfied with what they're doing well, and they, and they have no scientists to like kind of deal with this mm-hmm. there's no explanation i mean even when uh um Eugene. Eugene said what he said. I mean, there's no one to actually say no. It can't happen. Like well, just I, when I, he, just, yeah. I was, was going to say, I like the way they're rolling out just bit by bit too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like here is an exposition dump an explanation and here they are. Blah. It's like you know we have like one encounter there with Eugene Rosita. We get the other. You know, we're seeing these mm-hmm. herds that are moving in a different way, and you know they they look at them and like that's not normal. I mean, they're just letting it, letting letting that new story kind of creep in bit by bit. And I, I like I appreciate that. You know, and and I appreciate the 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 notion of talking about how unbelievable this is in a world where the dead are coming back to life and how that's quickly dismissed. It's like, well, that, yeah, like if this can happen, why couldn't this happen? Right. And I like that, that the other character, the other character said that like, mm-hmm. well, 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 why not? I mean, we're in a world of, of, of the dead coming back to life. Why is that a crazy uh, thing to say? Like, we don't know. We can't for sure say that. We just don't want that to be the case. 
but we can't for sure say that's not happening. They they could be changing. That's the scary thing about it is we have no idea what the hell is happening. Yeah. This is the best part of the episode for me, by the way, like easily, because it's 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 a one like it, this story has a beginning, middle and end as far as like these guys are going out to find him. Then yeah. they find him and then mm-hmm. they think, you know, bad things happen. Like it, it has it, it's clear. It's a nice, straightforward story going on in the midst of yeah. everything. And it's just again, I, I liked everybody's reaction. Like they seem very genuine. Uh, they come across they, they do a good job of of seeing of appearing confused, frustrated. Like I thought Aaron again, I, I, I'm. The more we see of Aaron, the more I really like his character, uh, and and I, I hope if you mean New Rick, New Rick, yes. <laughs> I, yes. I really like that actor too. I mean, Ross Marquand, yeah, 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 yeah. Marquand, yeah. Ross Marquand has been. I mean, everything I've seen him in, including this, he's always like exceeded the material. So it's cool to give him a little more to do. Yeah, I agree, and I, I hope that trend continues. Just um, don't date him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things don't go well. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's like a black widower, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, don't die, guys. Yeah. Well, he don't die. But they found a way. Again, we talked about this a little bit before, but they found a way to make the walkers interesting again, to make them yeah. more of a threat, and to put an interesting spin on them. It's like a combination of you know the typical bad humans that they run across and you know walker herds it's it's like this is like the best of of both of those scenarios put into one and so it's it's interesting to see them become more of a threat instead of you know just kind of like almost like a plot device you know they've always been kind of a plot device for the most part you know they're they're dangerous when they when the the story needs them to be and they're not when they don't mm-hmm. um and yeah, they're they're like they're like weather. That's all I, I was just going to say yeah, that. They're, I mean, they're like weather. Even I mean, even earlier this season, you know, Eugene was tracking them, like mm-hmm. you track, you know, meteorological uh, phenomenon. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I like the threat. I like the idea of weaponizing herds, which just makes a, a big sense yes. in in the world that's presented to us. It's like, yeah, yeah that would so, there would be some fringe group that'd be like. Oh, we could use this to our advantage and figure out how by way of Scooby Doing, I guess. But. Well, you figure there's six billion people on the planet, right? There's 350 people in the United States, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of undead out mm-hmm. there. I mean, you're talking hundreds of millions, probably at, there, at this point. And Wait till you gathering. guys actually catch up in the comics, by the way, because for the first time, I'm apparently ahead of all of you, and it's like this is going some interesting places with all these things that are happening right now. Yeah, I seriously need to catch up. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm gonna try. This has never happened, problem. audience. By the way, like I'm always the one behind because I read the hardcovers, and now I'm like I'm, I'm the most caught up on the show. <laughs> Aaron's like shoes on the other foot now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, storm's coming. We need to we need to get out of here. Um, and so they they kind of take off. And again, another short cold open. You know, that was kind of the end of the cold open is them sitting around. They see the herd. They kind of see what something, something weird's going on. Uh, and then they bug out. Uh, and so when we come back, uh, the main focus after we come back is on uh, back at Alexandria. And Gabriel is doing this weird. I'm not familiar with this, but like the, the he's like a, with the bowl and the, and the, pe- the, like the mortar pestle thing and he's chanting and, like I guess this is like a meditation thing. It almost I, seemed like for a priest, it, it seemed very Eastern, me, like like holistic. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I thought it was That's like, a, is he reverse get outing him? Is he putting Negan in the sunken place right now? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously trying to help Negan meditate, and he's like, look, I know I'm never getting out of here. I'm I'm pretty much gonna be gonna be stuck up here, and he tries to bait Gabriel a little bit, um, and and talks about how well you know being in the cell. He's got his window there. He can you know his the favorite part of his day is basically when people are out there just milling around and they just start talking and it's he's like it, he's been in the cell long enough at this point it's almost like people forget he's there or mm-hmm. they figure he's never getting out so it doesn't really matter like he's he's stuck so people just talk kind of openly and freely and it's like what does he say he kind of reminds me uh or it, it, it kind of feels like tv and he goes man before all this happened i love this shit out of me some tv <laughs> and uh oh, and oh, oh, the way he punctuated that back when that was a thing yeah. yeah back when that was a thing. <laughs> um, he's, uh, hey, I got a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, he's, set, he's, dude. He's, he's, he's full Steve McQueen right now in The Great yeah. Escape. That's yes. what he's yeah, yes. he's cooler king. Right. Welcome to the old movie reference podcast. <laughs> that's a that's a three count if for those playing along at home. I'll just say this this is a great supplemental show if someone's if someone's going to fill out our like our our WDTV wiki page with all the movie references <laughs> yes. that we have. This will be footnoted like crazy. Uh, people are like, As wow, I learned a lot about this episode and have a great uh, playlist of movies on my, on my queue now. Uh, yeah, Negan's in jail. It sucks. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he tries to bait Father Gabriel and say, oh, he heard Rosita talking out there about basically about a man and it wasn't you. And he's totally playing coy and Gabriel is not buying into it. Although you can tell it's upsetting Gabriel, but he's not going to play into Negan. Uh, and and go with it, and he even he, he, he starts. I guess this isn't this isn't where he he complains about the fact that you know he can't be out there doing anything because yeah, that's later. It's a little later when he yeah. when he does that. He's but, more reserved than this than this part. He is. He is. He's more just like, look, I'm trying to help you, man, and you're just being a jackhole. So, um, it is so, like I don't, you know. You know I'm not the biggest fan of Negan on the show, but like I I, I can deal with with this stuff because at least Negan's having his swagger again. Like he's not yes. randomly crying for no reason. <laughs> yeah, for, for unearned reasons. Um, so he's back to being like more of the Negan. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan's very good at that. Like that's why you mm-hmm. cast him. So it's like this is fine. Like I, if they're gonna like give us random interactions every week now, because that's what it seems like this season. It's like who's he gonna talk to next? Like that's it's like all right. I like the and because he has a real history with him too. When he stayed in the what the when they were locked together in the room last season. Yes. Yeah. So like okay, these guys are back together. That's that's fun, I guess. And Gabriel's in a very different place yeah. now than he was then. So he's, he's one less eye, and he's, he's amused by him too. Like there, there is. Some kind of thing it's with playful. him and Negan. It's a playful thing, yeah. Yeah. So we cut back to the hilltop, uh, and I, this was a weird. Uh, this segment was weird to me somehow. It's like the rider coming through, and it's basically like the British are coming. The British are coming, <laughs> Outlander. Why are you here? Yeah, it, it was very strange. The lack of um, C. Thomas Howell didn't help too. It's like where's this is supposed to be a character now? Apparently, where's Pony Boy? I was, I was looking for Pony Boy and we did not find him. Or Pony Boy? Movie reference number four. Uh, um, Soul Man. <laughs> not, not the reference I was going happen. for, but okay. Yeah. Never. Where's the dad from Amazing Spider Man 1? 
<laughs> and who could forget his stern portrayal in Red Dawn? That's right. Oh, sure. Okay, so they get to Hilltop. I'm sorry. They get to Hilltop. <laughs> Red Dawn brought to you in 1984. Starring Patrick yes. Swayze and Powers Booth. Oh, yeah, Powers Booth. Okay, they're at Hilltop. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're at Hilltop. And... Uh, so anyway, after the person comes in and is like, yeah, there's people coming. There's, you know, how many are, you know, and, and kind of like they're concerned, right? Yeah, and I guess yeah. maybe because it's been long enough that there's probably some of those people. I, I don't know. Too much speculation on my part. But it's like, okay, the population of these towns seems like they've been stagnant for whatever reason. And granted, I'm sure Michonne probably hasn't been there um, in it probably it seems like at least a couple few years, if not closer to the six-year gap that Michonne's been to Hilltop. Um, but I don't think the population of Hilltop has really changed too much um, in those six years. So the fact that nobody knows, like, it's Michonne and Sadiq, like, just seems kind of odd uh, to me, but but whatever. Um, so, of course, the, the caravan rolls up, and uh, Diane is there on the wall with her bow, and she seemed, it was like, oh, it's you. She sure and then, did. That and then Michonne was like, Oh, it's you. <laughs> it was kind of like one of those moments where. Well, there was also like, that uh, that scene later when they were talking to Tara, and like Michonne sees Carol, and then Carol, rather than comes out, just turns around and goes back inside. You know, a lot of, they're all like kind of giving Michonne the cold shoulder. But Tara did. Like Carol was the one that was friendly. Uh, yeah, Carol, Carol was the one that opened up a, an arm. I mean, opened up her arms to Michonne, and, and like, and you, it surprised sign language Michonne. and everything. And yeah, and it, yeah, it kind of it, it kind of surprised uh, Michonne that she reacted that way. It, Tara, she looked at her like she was not expecting her to be open. Yeah, Tara, Tara's the one that's being like Tara. Yeah, Tara's being. <laughs> yeah. Tara's a dick. Yeah, about it. So they, be, you know, Michonne kind of gets it. You know, she realizes, okay, you know, hey, there's these people. I told them that, you know, maybe that you, you'd be able to take them in. And Michonne kind of gets it. She actually puts down her sword, puts down her weapons. Everybody else puts down their weapons. Of course, the new crew, the new kids are, are a little concerned about this. But I guess, you know, they, they see that Michonne, who was being a hard ass about them keeping their weapons, she's putting her weapons down. That I think they were a little more okay with the fact that they except would have for to the give up one, their weapons again. Except for the warrior. Well, of course, of course. I have put down my sword, <laughs> and she was like, "I don't. Why are we giving up our weapons?" Which was pretty stupid because it's like, what are you going to fight a whole town of people with weapons? She's hot. Like, she's hot headed. Exactly. I mean, you know, she's hot headed to the point of you're really being. Stu- now it's like you. I wish the uh, the the guy that the teacher. I wish he had just turned to her and said, "Now you just act like an asshole. Just relax. It's, it's a little, little much. We get the point that you are the warrior, you know, type that you are ready to fight no matter what. We get it, but we didn't need that extra. I don't want to give my weapons away. He's he's still grieving over his violin. Well, I remember. there's actually a small violin playing for him, grieving over his violin. <laughs> It's expensive, but he should have told her. Yeah. He should have. Yeah. It was stupid. It's a stupid scene. You're right. (laughs) It's a stupid scene in that episode. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Okay, he's got Fantastic Beast money. He'll live. Yes. Anyway, so now that Michonne's there, she kind of talks to Tara. And again, it's very cold, right? Like Tara... 
Tara is just just as curt and as short mm-hmm. with Michonne as she possibly can be, and is like you know t- kind of filling her in on what's going on. You know that that you know Jesus isn't here, and that you know they'll have to f- you know they'll figure it out. Um, and then that's when she sees Carol, and they they kind of start talking a little bit, and then. Uh, Michonne starts getting filled in. It's like, wait a minute, Aaron was here. Like, what was he doing here? Yeah, she's getting irritated. Yeah, and and then like Sadiq kind of like Sadiq knew that this was going on. So it's it's that you know now Michonne's like, wait a minute, my own people are keeping secrets from me and doing things behind my back. And Sadiq tried to kind of console her and basically say like, look, it's we're not really it's not malicious. Like we're not doing this. We just know how you feel about this, and we're just trying to like keep communication lines open. We're trying to. It really keep, makes sit. me really want to know what the hell happened to make Michonne yeah. like she's oh. getting ridiculous now. With this, <laughs> well, this yeah, is what I, I was I, kind of talking about. I mean, Carol came out and gave Sadiq a big hug, but didn't hug Michonne. You know what I mean? There's well, something he's the be- one that's Michonne's been. There's something, oh, there's something between them. There's yeah. something between them. Is what I'm saying. But, yeah, um, and she's I been mean, so pig-headed about like. And it would make sense for Sadiq because he's like a doctor that he would have to travel between the different places, you right. know, to give medical uh, attention or whatever. No, that he, like, would, he, he would he would be the go between, right? He needed, he needed pass medical school. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yes, <laughs> she she's almost in a residency. It was a correspondence uh, uh, course that she took from Carl, right? Yeah, like exactly. Reading all Carl's letters. Yeah, from from, from from Grimes, you. Yeah, I want you to go to medical school, just like we talked about. Yeah, she had a long letter. It was full of a, full of a textbook worth of notes. I, I remember when you when you read those books as I played my guitar, and I'm a fan. But so they did I do agree. I really would like to know what went down between them to give them this kind of attitude toward each other. Because know? now she's yeah. petty. Like I'm, I'm right glad now, you're saying this now because I was listening to your guys' show last week, and you're like, "Well, I like not having too much information." But it's like at this point, the show is spinning its wheels as far as not giving us something to go on here. Like well, I can. That was the beginning of it. Like I didn't. I, I didn't mind. I don't know. I'm not calling you. I'm just saying because I I can agree to last week's show to an extent because yes, it is exciting to have a mystery that we don't quite know all the details on, but like. I this is a weak aspect of the episode because it feels like everyone's purposely going out of their way to not say something, to not say yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, and yes, to make Michonne come out of character because she's just petty right now. Yeah, like exactly. the way that she's acting and just to be so out of character for her. It, now I'm ready to give some more answers. Like give me a little bit. You know, when you come back, I, I need you know for that episode coming back, I need some more. This is where I could use the show, like having more confidence in telling one or two stories and right. not like all of this. Like I could, you could deal with yeah. like seeing the end of this episode, Michonne and them finally get to the hilltop or urgent. They get there and that's it. That's the rest. That's the only thing you see about that. And then deal with the whisperers and Negan stuff like as the rest of the episode. Like I can use that instead of, well, we got to keep, you know, Michonne has a contract. So we got to make sure she's in this episode for this amount or whatever to like, and just not tell me things that I'd like to know or, you know, We'll get to the Henry stuff, but that's not good filler. I'm just saying that right now. That's not good filler. Yeah, and it's no secret to anybody that's been listening to this podcast. We've always been fans of the more focused, um, less bouncy type of episodes where it's like, you know, two characters go off. Well, sometimes, sometimes that doesn't work out. Exactly well, Gimple went. Well. Gimple went to the extreme with that when he was running things. Yeah, but but they've been there've been some really good episodes where it's just been a you know a small subset of characters and they focus on that for i'd say 80 to 90 percent of the episode and then either bookend it with some other stuff going on or or intersperse in the middle but 
Um, but yeah, it, it tends to, again, because it's such an ensemble cast, when you bounce around so much, it tends to short shrift everybody and you feel like you're not getting a real cohesive story. And that's why the, it, that's it, why the effective group ones work too, after you've done that for at least a yes. couple, because then you're like, okay, now they're all, we're seeing them all cohesive together and be like okay right. we, it's like a comic book a comic a tra- you know a trade's not a paperback's not going to have every single character in it it's going to focus on a couple for you know 16 right. pages and then move on to the next issue yeah and and it's funny cuz the the character that we did get kind of a complete story on in this episode was probably not the not the one we we would prefer that they focus so much on but mm-hmm. uh, but that's just the way they went uh but anyway Carol mentions that she's you know she was there to to drop off Henry because he's going to apprentice and she, Michonne was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's nice. Um, and then she tries to talk to her about the fair and Michonne's like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. You know, she basically Alexandria has to take care of, of itself. You know, we have our own issues. We've, we've, you know, we have to focus on us. This is a good reversion of what the comics did. Cause the, the, I'm not going to get into it too much, but like things were more welcoming in talking about the fair that's supposed to happen yeah, that's oh yeah. in the in the comics versus. So it's like I I do like that there's an inverse of that, given that we don't have a Rick here to like center everything anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, this is a neat like if we're going to deal with this, we're we're taking some consideration of how that would function. It's like yeah, we don't have that strong Rick persona, so he's not there to guide us all. <laughs> and the, and the Carl notes didn't go that far, I guess. So it's like everyone can't be peaceful all the time. It's kind of weird to have. Well, Aaron, Aaron is like having Rick now, but without the history. Mm-hmm. So he has to work harder. Yeah, to get the things yeah. done that that uh, Rick would have wanted done. And I think that's for a show that's more exciting to watch as opposed to someone who just comes out of nowhere and just you know shuts everything down or or uh, kind of moves characters to do things they don't want to do. Just because of history, and we have, and we also have that history of him on this show. As far as we know, who he is to an extent, right. and he's been developed over time and hardened essentially. Yeah, but he's exactly. but he's always been that guy that's gone out of his way to greet people and whatnot. So mm-hmm. how how do you challenge that? And the show is exactly he, he's a he is a good. You guys are right. He is a good character. Like it, it, as far as both what we're presented with now and what potentially has given the lack of other characters that are there there that can kind of serve similar that's- purposes. Yeah, that's the thing I I wanted. We talked about we want it to happen. Like when they do the when they move the show forward, and they ha- and they take certain characters out. You you kind of want to see who what are the characters they're gonna like float to the surface, or you know, or come up front. And I um, Aaron was the one I was surprised by. Like he's starting to to move into the forefront a little bit, and I like that. I mean, the show's almost been like us. Even, I mean, going back even to like, I mean, we're talking about Tyrese before and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're taking elements from the comic and almost remixing them. Yeah. In a way. I mean, yeah. we make yeah. jokes about yeah. it being like an alternate universe. Right. Like, in, you know, Earth, Earth 1 and Earth 2 or whatever. But it kind of is. It's taking themes that we've seen from the comics and kind of bringing them back and changing them in different ways. Like you said, some characters are missing, some new characters are here. And uh, I, I've always appreciated that about the show. It kept it fresh for me rather than it just being a you know straight adaptation. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> uh, so we cut back to uh, Jesus and the crew and, we find out from Jesus that he's been Daryl has been going to the hilltop and trading with them, but that 
he would come I, I think I think Jesus said it was like for a while it was like he'd come a few times a year and it seems like lately it's been less than that. So we, we kind of questioned this and talked about it last week to find out, you know, how long has Daryl kind of been out on his own? And it sounds like it's longer than we – to me it seemed like it wasn't that long that he's been doing that um, or that if he was he, – he would go on – he would go for stints outside and then come back. But it sounds like it's actually been the reverse. Like he's mainly been away and then he has stints where he comes back. Uh, and those and those those episodes have been. It sounds like just gauging by Jesus that they've been fewer. That's, and fewer. that's been my so that's been again, read on it. And so yeah. I kind of took it in. Yeah, I I don't know why I just thought it was that, kind of the opposite. I I, that, I thought he was just kind of going. It on seems like Daryl to be as far as his character goes. When people close people sure. close to him die, he gets in these moody things. And Rick's like, you know, he's his BFF for life. So it's like, oh, he's gone. I'm out of here. Like even you know. when they were alive, he did that, right? Or exactly. He, he would yeah. just go off, you know, and, be, and come back when he felt like it. I mean, he was living off the land even before. I mean, when the, the one episode where he was uh, a, a snake bit, remember when he was hallucinating and he saw Merle and stuff? Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah. I mean, he was living, he was living yeah. off the land then with his brother. Right. I mean, so it's not really that great of a leap in, in, uh, in logic to think that after Rick died or disappeared or however you want to it's where he feels comfortable he would feel comfortable being out there on the land he wants civilization to happen but he just you know but he likes to over there (laughs) yeah yeah he'll he'll fight to keep it yeah he'll fight to keep it but you know he doesn't want to live in it completely yeah but then jesus talks a little bit too about how he you know misses how things used to be when he was outside more and less of a bureaucrat and less involved in, you know, the governing of, uh, of the, hilltop. he was less and boring when he and Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Less boring. Uh, but when him and Aaron used to go out and, and look for people, you know, that was their purpose is they went out to try and bring more people into the community and that, you know, ask the questions and all that kind of stuff. And now it's, it's like their, their communities are stagnant. You know, they're, they're not growing, they're you know they're isolated they're you know they're kind of doing their own thing it's a dream um, team of having daryl jesus and aaron together because they're all like that they're all guys that used to be you know outsiders uh, yes like guys that yeah. travel guys, yep. guys that stayed away from the pack because they wanted to either explore or be on their own and putting those three together it's like that's an ideal teamwork that we'll never see again now thanks show but like it's it's <laughs> it's a cool idea yeah. for like yeah, let's get these guys together. Uh, and that's what I love the end of last week's episode when they're just all on horses going out and there's that giant crane shot. It's like, yep, that's cool. That's a really cool shot. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 we yeah. mentioned that last week too. That that was a, a huge – yeah, I, th- I thought that was just a fantastic ending. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Daryl comes up and says, hey, you know, the herd is coming for us. We, we got to go. And I thought this was a cool trick. You know, he winds up the alarm clock and then gives it a big mm-hmm. toss. And then, uh, but then they, it's funny because they start commenting about the size of the herd. It's like, wait a minute, this, this herd is bigger than, they start like questioning their own sanity, right? You know, we'll see it later where it's like, wait a minute, that can't be the same herd that we saw before because they were like a third of that size or half that size. And now it's like, it's, it's grown, you know, way, way too big. Um, I was I was waiting for him to like go up to one of them and and like you know tie a ribbon around him or something like that to to see if it was like the same herd <laughs> later in the episode uh, to see what was going on. So yeah, so I, again I thought that was a cool again a cool thing with uh, with the alarm clock to to lead them off. 
uh, you know, again, they, they're susceptible to, to noise and things like that. So it made, it would make sense that you would do, do something to distract and draw them off. Um, so back at Alexandria, um, we see Gabriel again, who goes into Negan, uh, and this time he's, uh, he's not quite as, uh, uh, he's not quite as happy with, uh, with what's going on with Negan because he's, he's, he's has to change yeah. his bedpan and Negan even makes a, makes a comment about how he's got to basically clean up his, his mess after it was, him. It was a funny um, comment. Yeah. And then of course, after at this point, Gabriel's heard, um, from the riders that came in that from the hilltop that uh that Reseda is is there and uh you know Eugene is missing and she's you know she's you know in bad shape and so now of course Gabriel is is agitated because he can't, can't be, be with, with her and I go to her, with her. <laughs> yeah you saw like the line though is <laughs> I, I um it's bad enough I gotta clean up your shit I shouldn't have to listen to it too yeah that was a good yes I, yes that was a great line um and so, and so, you know, Negan's like, "Oh man, I'm, you know, like I'm sorry, sorry to hear that." It again, I never know, like, what, sure again, what's going on with Negan? But like, I don't, but it's Negan. Yeah, exactly. I always have that in the back of my head. Like, ah, he's huh? full of it. He's he's. <laughs> but Gabriel's obviously agitated. Oh, he's like, pissed. He's, he's had an, yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's had enough of of Negan. Um, so we go back to the hilltop. And uh, Henry has. Uh, I, I think we'll just do all the Henry stuff and just, and just get, <laughs> yeah, get it please, out of the way. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, rather oh, than, yeah. Rather than young Henry. Yes. Oh, yeah, Henry. Henry. So Henry, oh, Henry. Henry starts his apprenticeship. He seems like he's doing pretty well. I forget the guy. I, I don't know why I never remember his name. The dude that was part of the sanctuary uh, and then came to Hilltop and really integrated Alden. himself. Alden, yeah, I, I, I always forget yeah, his name Alden. too, and I'm always like, yeah, "That's that kid that's now he's an adult." <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he's you know commenting how well Henry's doing, and obviously Henry, we mentioned it last time too, like he's he's worried, he he's curious about Enid. Um, oh yeah, he likes him some Enid. He's he's definitely curious. Yeah, he does. Man, let me tell you something about Enid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say they, they they did a pretty good job of of trying to age her up, like they, you know, they did her yeah. hairstyle yeah. a little bit, and I'm sure they do something with her makeup, you know. But she does she does look older, like she doesn't yeah, look she as does. much of like a, a kid as she, as she would did. Um, and so, of course, it's pretty clear that uh, Enid and Alden are a couple. Yeah, you, and he was and about to shoot a shot, and then which, he was like, "Oh, guess not." Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's he's uh so of course you know poor Henry is dejected he's away from home he's you know around all these new people he thinks he finally is is going to you know be able to make a move and uh that's not the case so it kind of puts him in a bad mood he does his weird um, science uh, invitation yeah yeah uh so of course he comes across these three kids that are on like it looks like they're on <clears throat> watch duty they basically yell at him. He's like, "Hey, kick him uh, up here!" Like that's that's what it's basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, he he goes up there, and starts talking. Uh, we to saw him. on the gram that you uh, was coming up here to hang out. You know, we yeah. see you sad over there. You're gonna cheer you up. Trouble. Uh, yes. 
So they start talking about well, what you know, what they can do after you know, after basically after dark, and that they sneak. And Henry's like, "What do you mean you leave the the compound? Like you can't do that." You know, Henry's like super yeah. by the book. I am a warrior. I do not leave the compound as I'm told. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and then one of them makes a comment about him with the stick. Like, don't they say like, "Oh, you're the guy that you you took down"? I forget. You know, you were the, the. They remember him from when right. he was there before, when he was when he was played by his brother. Um, when he was in, when he when he was so like the worst prison guard him. ever. Oh, he was the yeah. We heard yeah. him with the worst prison guard yeah. we've ever had. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, you were the guy that let yeah. that guy out. Um. So they end up going outside the wall. They have this own basically what amounts to like a, they've got a fort set up. Uh, and and they've got a they've got some hooch, and uh, it seemed like Henry took like half a sip of something, and he's, he's like waste. wasted in five this seconds. Just when, uh, huh? when they're calling him Huckleberry. Oh yeah, oh, I, I can't yeah. help but think of Tombstone when I when he said Huckleberry. that. Yeah, this is the movie reference episode. <laughs> get them all in, Jim. Yes, yeah. you can remember anything. Yeah, get it in. Give it in. So yeah, so they end up basically corrupting Henry. Um, he ends up getting mm-hmm. into trouble. They he takes him outside, and there's a walker in there, and they're basically it, it's like a play toy for them. Like they they dug this big hole. Uh, ended up Walker got caught in it, and they've basically been just jacking with him. Like he's got a bunch of uh, darts stuck at, stuck out of him. The, okay. the Walker does like where they're basically playing darts um, with the with the Walker, and Henry goes down there with his staff and puts him out of his misery. And of course, the rest of them get pissed off that he, you know, basically ruined their fun, and they leave him. They leave him in the hole, and Henry's drunk. He does say point. something like, "There's a reason." Like you don't get it. If, if there's a if reason, if I have to explain it, you wouldn't understand. Yeah, and I get, I yeah. get, like they don't know what it is to be in a, you know, to be in a war or whatever. Like they They're probably like Alexandria before Rick arrived. <laughs> Yeah, like they don't yeah. they don't know. It's a game to them right now. Like they only know, you know, these walkers are not even dangerous to them because they've never been overwhelmed by a group of them. So it's, they they haven't been in the shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but Henry has, you know, like he's still old enough to remember you know all those horrible things that have happened. So it's like it's not a game to him. So I I get that. Like and I Yeah. I know people, they're annoying kids, but they're kids. And if they were in a situation where they were told they can't leave and they're, you know, trapped like that as a kid, they're not doing anything that a kid wouldn't do. Yeah, like, it's not the logic you know? of them that bothers me. It's more of the episodes of mid-season finale, and I'm like, I'm focusing so much on Henry's yeah. story, and he's just yeah. the worst. <laughs> I know they're trying to do something what with him. Like you, of course, there's something coming with him. Yeah, I agree. There was a little too much Henry time. Which was, didn't was all the other plates spinning right yeah. now in the story. Yeah. There was they spent too much time. You could have waited till next episode. You could have waited till they come back. From, from. Well, and it, I mean, it just it was a little too much for basically the kids depressed because you know his his crush is you know involved with somebody right. else, and so now he's going to go on this side mission here, and it's just like it, it just I don't know. It just drug. There's so much more that could have happened in this episode with the main character and the main story. This, to me, was just and like a I mean, we're talking a lot about the um, history of characters that informed them. And it's like, I don't care about Henry by comparison to the other people on this show. And, and right, obviously, right. for those that read the comics, 
this is all Carl stuff for the most part. Like, I mean, this yeah, would, if this Carl is, was here, yeah. and it would it would matter to me. I would care yes. about that more just because I know right. this character. But this is not even the same actor from like two episodes ago yeah. that's playing Henry. So it's like, what do I care about this guy? And if this played out, like we were saying, over a uh-huh. few episodes, it would be For less sure. of an issue, right? It's just the fact that we got all of this in one episode and it was the bulk of, of the episode. It could have waited. Uh, not, maybe not the bulk of the episode. It was a sizable chunk that's, of that's the episode. putting a little much on it. it yes, it was. Yeah, a it could have waited. Um it could wait. I don't yeah. think it was that important until next, and it comes back. Yeah. So later on, of course, Henry terrifies him in the hole because he was out there basically yelling mm. and screaming. Uh, they got him, and we find him in the jail cell, and he's you know puking in a bucket. And Earl has to go get him and, and or talk to him. And of course, Earl's first instinct is, "Yeah, I'm going to send your butt back home." Like obviously, this is not for you. Um, and then Henry starts to kind of explain, you know, what what's going on. And he's just like, look, you know, I came here, you know, d- you know, because my parents needed help. I don't even think he wanted to send him home. I think he wanted to rattle him to to get him to, to understand and again, how important it is. May, yeah, he had to open maybe. up a bit about like, Yeah, I think he wanted to open up. I don't I don't think yeah. he really wanted to send him home. I just I, – and I see that they're trying – probably going to have this kind of mentor relationship with him as well right it's like henry's kind of learning from all these different people um yeah yeah. hanging with mr earl pretty pretty much right again like i mean the show yes it has to expand on some of these characters like dude's got a quote-unquote mother and father and carol and ezekiel it's like i don't do i I need earl to give sage wisdom to henry yeah (laughs) it's it's like, are you really trying to plug him into the to the Carl thing? You know, like to try to get him to that point as quick as possible. Um, but I don't know. I, I, it just it just probably could have waited. It, it it wasn't that important. Yeah. So anyway, after his conversation with with Earl, Earl kind of gets it, and he just tells him he's like, okay, well. You know the penalty for drunken disorderly is two days in the sl- in jail. So, you know, when your two days are up, I'll I'll talk to somebody and you know we'll you basically you'll get back to work. And it's interesting because Earl says he basically tells Henry, "Yeah, I've been where you are." Like I've <laughs> so obviously at some point in the last six years, Earl's been drunken disorderly and had to be uh, had to be put oh, in the yeah. drunk tank. Uh, to to sober up, so we've all had a taste of the hilltop moonshine in our times. So. Oh boy, Ezekiel <laughs> or not as um uh, <clears throat> uh, what's it, Gregory's stash? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he won't need it anymore. So that's kind of the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the ballad of of Henry. So Henry goes, you know, gets into some trouble, gets oh, out of some Henry. trouble, and I guess he's he's kind of back on the straight and narrow at this point. Um, but obviously there was a one girl that was pretty flirty with him, so I'm assuming that that's going to come oh, back. Oh, for sure. Uh, there'll be more. Was she the one that ran away when they were uh, torturing the... Yeah. Yeah. When they did a Dirty Dancing yeah. episode, they did a <laughs> <laughs> little, little kitty version of Dirty Dancing. Right. Yeah. When they when they left Henry in the corner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody <laughs> the uh, movie reference number four. There you go. Um... All right, so so now that we're done with the Henry stuff, we've kind of spoke our mind on Henry. Uh, 
we we cut back to Rosita and um, Michonne. Rosita wakes up and she's just like freaking out. She's like in a complete panic because she's got to go. You know, Eugene's still out there and she's got to go get him. And they're like, no, you know, like Jesus and Daryl and and Aaron are out there looking for him. Like they'll find him. It's it's okay. You just need to calm down. And she's just like you know pulling at her IV and um and you know saying like he's his knees dislocated. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, they don't know what they're facing. You know, basically, like, she she knows that this this herd – and obviously, there's some stuff that happened to her that we did – that even we didn't see. Like, you know, when we left them in the previous episode, they were kind of buried in the mud and they got away. But obviously, the herd, like, kept chasing them and, and it, you know, got to the point where Eugene got in the um, – down in the in the hole and, and – uh, Rosita went went back. I, I'd like to think that Rosita um, stumbled onto a thriller situation where she just saw everybody dance and it was like, I don't know what to think of this, and she <laughs> ran away. <laughs> yeah, so they find they find Eugene, uh, and he's obviously in the hole, and uh, they're they're able to get him out. And this is this is so this is where it gets a little interesting because this is where you know Eugene's like, you know, we got to get away, we got to go, and. Uh, and, and again, they're like it, it's almost like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, right? Like every time they get away, like like the tracker, man, we're just just doing it again. But it's like you know where they go, like who who are these guys? You know, it's just like every time they go somewhere, like the posse is is they're very good. Them. Yes, they're they're very good. Um, except there's no cliff for them to jump off of into the water. So Eugene says, well, they're evolving. Like at this point, like they think, well, maybe they're evolving. And there's like, what do you mean they're evolving? They, you know, they're dead. You know, they have no, you know, and then they said, well, you know, yeah, but the way you kill them is, is hitting them in the head. So that means there's some brain activity. And if there's brain activity, then the brain could evolve. You know, it's like, they're going into this whole philosophical situation about like, well, what thinking that the walkers are actually evolving, which given the, they basically say, given the craziness of the world we live in, and the un, you know the 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 absolute absurdity of the Walking Dead, uh, the 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 idea of them evolving is probably not a quite as far fetched as it's not. As, uh, we should have put a poll think. up on the Facebook page to see what people that aren't familiar with the comics think the Whisperers are, because I, I would be very curious if people were convinced that the Walkers were actually like if there was some kind of chemical change in their mind and they were just becoming smarter, or if they just realized they were getting Scooby Doo yeah. all along. for those darn Um, kids yeah Uh, so as they try and get away they they realize you know again the herd is bigger than it was before they're pretty sure it's the same one and Eugene's like no they're following me they're coming back to kill me like I can't shake them because when they first find Eugene Daryl says oh no we drove them off like they, they went the other way and Eugene's like no you don't understand like they they they'll come back. They keep leaving and coming mm-hmm. and leaving and coming. Like they 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 know something's up. Yeah, they want back. us. That's the scary part. Yeah, right? they pretty much want them. Yeah, and so it, it so they the you know they think okay we got to split up and they're like no you know we we need to stay stay together and get away. That's just that you know that's how we're stronger. So Daryl says he'll stay behind. He'll lead them off. The rest of them get away. So he lights up the firecrackers, sets the firecrackers off. They start to come towards him. And then this was like super creepy and really cool. But they start to turn back Mm -hmm. the other way. Like Daryl sees them coming towards him. And then they they turn the other way. Um, 
which was which was really awesome. So then, uh, of, you know, of course they they are they're able to you know keep going, keep going, keep going. And then they they get into a graveyard, and at the graveyard, this is where I think that oh, yeah. visually this mm-hmm. episode was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The the smoke, the graveyard, just the 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 claustrophobia, you know, and again them trying to. Eugene's knee is dislocated, so they're trying to get him. You know, it's like no, we got to go all the way around because you know he can't climb over the wall, and you know they're trying to find you know find a way, and then eventually they get you know to where the to where the gate is, and then that's when they start hearing the voices, like they start hearing the the they actually start hearing the whispers, and and again super creepy, and everybody is ridiculous. You know, everybody's freaked mm-hmm. the hell out. Like everybody is just is just completely like. The look on everybody's faces is just is just crazy. So again, it was just really well done, well directed. The the set decoration, the 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 cinematography, like everything. I think in this this last bit of this episode was just just done. Just looking well. at the like the stills just, of this episode, I was preparing to. I was like putting up the Buster rating thread thing. I was like, this looks cool. Like I want to see where this is going. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the, the choreography and the fight sequencing and everything was really good. I mean, we get that slow down move from Jesus, you know, where he flips around and he takes out his sword and comes down. And, you know, everybody's everybody's just kind of being a badass as they as they get overrun. Um, and then, of course, just, uh, you know, just as, as things start getting uh, getting really bad, um, Michonne Magna. and yeah. Magna and Yumiko show up. And uh, so again, another one of those convenient things. Like, like, how did they know that's where they were in the fog? Um, <laughs> like, yes, in the fog. <laughs> and that yeah. that gate to the cemetery—that was like the toughest. I guess dirt was in the way. <laughs> it's like, geez, they're having the yeah. roughest time trying to open the door in this episode. It's like yeah. it's like when Ash is like plagued by bookshelves and Evil Dead. It's like oh, it's the worst bookshelf. <laughs> it is so heavy. There's no books on it, but it is the worst piece of wood. Reference number six. <laughs> yeah. So so again, that was really again a cool moment. Like I like when the cavalry comes in unexpectedly. I mean, I guess we should have known that like somebody was going to come in and help, but it was still a cool moment. Like when they just kind of like bust in the scene and start you know helping them out, but. Not before uh, poor Jesus is stabbed from the back through the front um, and taken down, and of course, uh, you know every, every you know Aaron just like completely loses it. It's a good because um, it's like he takes his last stand where it's like, hold on, guys, I'll go take these, and then I'm like, okay, at that yeah. point I'm like, okay, now Jesus is gonna die apparently. It's like he gets, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with some, you there. He gets yeah, in some cool moves, the and I'm like, okay, and then like yeah, dude ducks him and then stabs like, oh no, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. But it was it was cool because again, I could see from a fighting perspective, you know that they're not going to fight back, right? Like the most they can do is fall on you and bite you or reach out and grab you, kind of thing. You don't expect them to move in right. that manner, so it was kind of cool that they were able to get the jump on him because he wouldn't expect for them to to fight. So so again, it was it was kind of really cool, and then again, creepy because then the whispers, you know, start, you know, they, they they they're trapped. Circle them, don't let them slip away, and just again, the way they did the voice work on on uh, on those whispers, yeah. it's kind of that high pitched sort of like I, I don't know, I can't explain the way that the, the it's almost they like the almost like ashes, Man. like the sound of ashes. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah I was going to call out the um, the sound editing, and this was really good. I mean, it wasn't, it could have yes. very easily been, like, something that um, 
could have been a joke or a laughing stock, but because of the the amateur, you know, part of that whole sequence and then the way the sound design and everything, it really sold it for me anyway. Yeah. Um, so when Michonne stabs one of the walkers and pulls out her her sword, it's mm-hmm. fresh blood, and th- like her and Daryl are both looking at it like, "What the hell? Like this? What? What?" Um, and then Daryl looks down at one of the one of the dead bodies, and is like moving the hair away, and can see like that the back of the head has been like stitched. Um, and then they cut it away, and he pulls the head off, and he sees that they're it's it's a it's a it's a Walker face. It's a dead body. It's, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a regular stuff. dude playing a dead um, dude inside of a dead dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's, a, it's kind of a turducken. You know, we're... Yes. Uh, yeah, so again, really cool. Um, and that's pretty much how we end the episode. With them, you know, again, Jesus seemingly dead... They're kind of like surrounded. They're in this creepy cemetery, and that's how things end. You think the uh, you think there's a chance I, I, that we get zombie Jesus in next episode? Since they're still in they're still in the graveyard, uh, you know. Never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. That would be <laughs> that would be very we, we generally see them like finish off their you know, when when one of them die, they would they see they like we gotta yes. we gotta shoot the brain or whatever or stab the head. Yeah. We didn't get that with Jesus yet, so no, didn't. I, I would assume so. I mean, I, I would assume they'll pick up right where they left off. So, uh, so he he'll he'll be there. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where we're at at the end of the episode. And obviously, we're did they give an? I thought I thought on Talking Dead, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I thought they gave an actual return date. Is it? It's February like the ninth or something like that. Let me see. Let's see here. So yeah, so the show will be back February tenth. It would be good. Not quite two months, so we got you know about seven weeks break in between. Uh, usually, <clears throat> you know, this is standard fare. They've done this uh, every season, I guess, since season two. They kind of take that. I guess it, a lot of it is it's on Sunday. A lot of it's Super Bowl, foot NFL playoffs. You know that kind of thing. They you know try and work around that. That's always been my impression that that's why they do it. Um, it's a good gap, yeah, to get a lot of sports and awards related stuff out of the way let alone give you give you a proper yeah. break between like time or whatnot and like it's a bigger break because you know fear is in between all that too so it's like this will be a I'll, you know the first time about walking dead for a while <laughs> yeah yeah because it yeah pretty yeah you now that they do them back to back kind of thing yeah we we pretty much at one stretch go 16 exactly. episodes in a row yeah. 16 episodes and then we basically get a 7 week break and then 16 episodes so yeah so that was the the episode before we get into all our ratings and stuff do we want to do a word from our sponsor sure i guess <laughs> if they'll have us russ uh <laughs> dcbservice.com is the place where you want to go friends the holidays are coming up fast approaching Thanksgiving is over. If you're uh, celebrating Hanukkah or Christmas or Festivus or Kwanzaa or any of those great things where uh, you need to find gifts for your friends, family, acquaintances, Uber drivers, or whatever else you want to, you know, <laughs> pat, you know, you know, it's nice to grease the wheels once in a while. And these persons uh, are, that we're talking about are looking for geeky stuff and cool stuff and pop culture stuff, maybe related to The Walking Dead, for instance. Uh, what? I know, believe it or not. 
DCB Service is the place to get that stuff. Not only are you supporting a small business and not a, a giant big box uh, re- retailer, but you're getting 30, 40, 50, sometimes 60% off on really cool stuff. If you have any geeks in your life, uh, it's not just uh, comic books. It's not just graphic novels. Oh, no. They also have statues and action figures, clothing, collectibles, uh, gaming supplies, if you're into the D&Ds and whatnots. Um, plus, they always have a ton of specials and bundles if uh, you want to go that route. But I dare you, I double-dog dare you to go to their website and not, fi- not find something you want to give this holiday season to a friend or a coworker or a loved one or uh, a Yelp reviewer or somebody who spends on your Patreon or whoever. It doesn't matter. There's so many great gifts, gift ideas there. Uh, all different price ranges, and all of them, as I said, marked 20, 30, 40, 50, even 60% off um, retail price. So, by all means, shop their website, look around. You're going to see a lot of cool stuff. Give yourself some time to do so because there's a lot to see there. And um, get, get all your shopping done in one place. Uh, and if you hit 50 bucks, free shipping, which is nice. So uh, definitely, you know, you get all your shopping done at one website. Get it all sent out. All DC and Marvel hardcovers and trade papers are 50% off right now. And all DC bundles are 50% off. So if you want to get your... Um, that includes DC Kids bundles if you want to get your kids into comics. I know my kids are way into the My Little Pony comics uh, right now. Or my daughter is anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great place to do your shopping. Get it all out of the way and you're... Uh, saving a lot of money, you're working really uh, <clears throat> small business who cares about your business, and uh, we appreciate them for their ongoing support. Excellent. <clears throat> Alright, so let's talk about our Buster ratings. Uh, Aaron, you go first. Um, I would go with four Busters just because I really, like Russ, I, I really like the the technical uh, qualities of this episode, and I like, I like the core Daryl, Aaron, Jesus story. I think it's like I said, it has a beginning, a middle, and end. It has a good focus. It's cre- it, you know, it's effective emotionally as far as the scare factor goes, and even like just the surprise of killing off one of the main characters. Uh, you know, the Henry stuff is it is what it is. It kind of takes things down a notch, and I could use more clarification on where this what's what this riff is. Not necessarily just spell it out for me, but at least you know, give me give me more than what we're getting so far. But I, you know, I I, I appreciated what's going on in this time jump as, as they continue to try to clear things up and kind of where we are in all of this. And yeah, that core story just really works uh, with the, the fog and the zombies and the knifing and the stabbing and what have you. So yeah, uh, four, four busters <laughs> for this week. Daryl? <clears throat> um, well, I, I really enjoyed the episode. Henry stuff aside, I don't know why we needed that right now. Um, but so far, I mean, in this new, you know, flash forward, uh, I am enjoying it a lot. And and the last sequence I thought was amazing. I'd give it a four out of five. I mean, I really did dig it. And, you know, this unexpected death was, you know, was a, was a, a game changer um, in terms of the show. Excellent. Jim? I will have to echo my associate sentiments with a four as well. I've got to ding it uh, like one whole point for the whole Henry stuff because I really didn't see the need for that, especially with a 
mid-season finale being, you know, uh, as it is. But that sequence at the end, on the last 10 minutes or whatever, was just, it was great. So it really made the whole episode for me. So uh, four out of five. I also give it four out of five and pretty much echo all of your sentiments. Uh, again, the, the visuals and, and just the style of this episode is what really was, to me, was top-notch. And agreed. If it wasn't for the Henry stuff, I think this could have easily been a four and a half and a, or a four seven five. Uh, I, I started thinking about. It, I was like, well, maybe if they wanted to do all this Henry stuff, they should have made it a ninety minute episode. But then I think we all would have just griped that this wouldn't have needed to be a ninety minute episode if they didn't have all the Henry stuff in there. Uh, so it unfortunately it is what it is what it is. Um, but yeah, just really solid. I, I again, I think visually this this season, um, you know, the show's killing it. Uh, and I'm I'm really curious to see what the next half of the season is. Oh, one of the things we didn't we didn't mention, uh, and we'll probably get called out for this, and we should. But uh, someone left the cell door open. Oh yeah, yeah. And Negan, I, would, uh, I wanted to mention that we never did get around to it. Like you know, right. Gabriel, you had one job, dude. One, one job. job. Yeah. So he, you know, he's he's throwing the ball against the wall, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, and the ball gets away from him. And then he looks over at the cell door. And again, I think it's just like one of those things where he's been in there so long and realizes he's never going to get out. And the door is always locked. So why even bother with it? And when he looks over at the cell door, he kind of looks and sees the light coming. Like basically the latch isn't shut and realizes he's pretty much been in there all day and uh, and the door has been open. So now – do you guys – so kind of doing this backwards because we should talk about this 20 minutes ago. But do you guys think Gabriel did that oh. on purpose or do no. you think it was – he was preoccupied? Yeah, I think he's just got a lot on his mind. I don't yeah. Think he, yeah, I don't think he did it on purpose. I I think that maybe he I, he did. And I, I actually read something on the net that kind of made me lean more this way is that after that whole bit where he's like tired of the fact that we can't be out there searching for our friends, we can't be out there with you know with with people because somebody has to be there to babysit you. Like I can't be out there with Rosita because I have to be here with you. There's always somebody that has to be here with you. And I wonder if he didn't leave it open on purpose to just be like, look, just be dumb with you, know, just like like I'm done with this guy. Like if he gets out at this point. Then somebody's just going to kill. And maybe you could argue there's a subconscious element uh, that made him like helped him along as far as like, what if I didn't lock the door? But I don't know if it was a conscious decision. I could see, I could see that point coming across. And if you know the show is like, yeah, you know, Russ is right. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I just don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. See that thing. I don't see Gabriel with all the bodies that are on his conscience already Uh over the years. I just don't see him taking that chance. But it's Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> the, the wild card. That's, that's what gives me pause is that it's Gabriel. <laughs> Last time he locked the door and nobody could get in. This time he leaves it open. <laughs> yeah, there, there, was that one, there was that one yeah. time where he opened the doors to Alexandria and everybody came in. And it was, oh, yeah. True. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I was really curious if we were going to get another half season. Of uh, of Negan in the cell, and obviously we're not. I, getting don't know. I think he'll so play you, nice. So you do think he left? I mean, I don't think he left. Left Alexandria. I don't think he left. Left the prison. I left think he'll be back. I think he'll be back in that in that cell. Uh, no, 
I, I think I think he's gone. Yeah, I think he left. I think, I think, yeah. And unfortunately, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw something that that kind of confirms my th- ah, my okay. my theory. Mm. But, but anyway, I mean, I, um, I agree with you. I do think he took the opportunity to go. I mean, there, but yeah, there's. There's some interesting stuff involved in the comics that is just like I can't like delve too far into. But again, there's a there's a lack of yeah. Rick that makes it difficult to kind of wrap my head around. So. Agreed. Um. Yeah. So again. So yeah. Got a little roundabout, but yeah. I, again, four out of five. I thought I thought things were good. Read um, Chub. So Chubb couldn't be on the no. episode, but but he did he write did. in. Um. And I can I have it pulled up so I can I can read I can it. Read sure it. I want. Got it right here. Uh, Go for it, man. Let's uh, all read it together. 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 <laughs> uh Chubb Chode Sheldon, he writes in, Sorry I could not make it to record. These last few episodes have been so good, or have they? When compared to the past two seasons, they are gold. Not sure not sure they are as good as I think they are. That said, Evolution was a great episode. I enjoyed the interaction between the cha- the characters and the hunt for Eugene. Love seeing the whispers finally. When that walker ducked and killed Jesus, I was in shock. Which is weird since I knew something like that was going to come eventually. Love the creepy vibe in all the graveyard scenes. I was not happy that they killed Jesus. But after all the trash talking I've heard from Tom Payne since Sunday, I think his shitty attitude is good to be gone. I agree that Jesus was underutilized in the series compared to the, to the badass Jesus in the comics. But be professional. It was cool that at least he got to be a badass Jesus in this episode. I still want to know more about the six-tier time jump and what divided the communities, which speaks to how much interest I have ba- I have back in this show. It was a good episode. I wasn't underwo- over or underwhelmed, just whelmed. Four out of five busters. Uh, P.S. If Dog dies, we riot. Fantastic. I think I think Richard's just, just sad because he won't be able to do any more Jesus puns. I mean, fear the walking dead's coming uh, back soon enough. We'll be, go back, get back into cake joke territory, so he'll be fine. Yes, yes, true, true, true. Um, all right, so that's what we think about this episode. But what did you think about this episode? Um, which, of course, we have our awesome Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast, uh, where we post up our Buster ratings because we're in the Prime show. And then when the the fear show comes back, it'll be our Toby ratings, um, and Mr. Dietz take it away to read what the people have have. Okie doke. We start out with Dory Irvin. Oh, by the way, also if you join the Facebook group, you can get links directly to Aaron's uh, write ups of each show, each reviews of each episode. Uh, so you can, you know, if you haven't read his reviews uh, yet this season, you can you know catch up. Uh, there's also right. some funny, huh? I pour my blood, sweat, and tears in those reviews, and I'm finally done for a while. <laughs> I said, uh, we live entertainment.com, but there are direct links there in the Facebook group. There are also a few funny memes. Uh, I do know the one news nugget I wanted to drop in there real quick in, in the Facebook group that I did not is that Robert Kirkman announced this week that uh, work has has restarted on the last two chapters of the Walking Dead uh, video game that was uh, at Telltale. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. So uh, they were able to hire back some of the people from Telltale to finish it, and they're using the Telltale engine. So it'll be pretty much the game that you know was you know scheduled to come out what, last year or something. So did Chapter uh, Two ever hit like console? 
I don't know. I played. Ch- I only played chapter. I only played it one, and yeah, it all happened around the time it was supposed to come out. So it's like, eh. but it'll come out. So cool. Yeah. Great. So they're taking care of that. Uh, but yeah, please leave us your Buster ratings. We always like to have people active in the group. It's awesome. Uh, DeRay Irvin starts off with five best mid-season finales out of five. I loved every minute of it, and she posts a picture of her with her daughter and uh, the the actor who plays Jesus. R.A.P. Jesus. Um, Seth Tillman, five. Do we need to stick around for three days out of uh, out of five? Uh, great MSF, creepy, suspenseful. And let me get this straight: Rick dies, goes missing, but now everyone hates each other for reasons. Okay, <laughs> but alas, looking forward to the random content break uh, during the break from you guys. Oh well, thanks. Uh, Susan Monk, four point five. Old school cemetery action scenes out of five. It was great not knowing about this character's death. He had some pretty amazing action scenes, too. I'm going to miss the man bun. Uh, really sweet goodbye scene between Carol and Henry. Why are they all so mad at Michonne? Hmm. That's what we were saying, too. Uh, Brent Jones. Four, Seth beat me to the three days joke that I'm sure Richard Sheldon will use anyway out of five. <laughs> um, we, you know it's too well now. It's been almost 250 <laughs> episodes, so you know it's all too well. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Super creepy. Felt like not much happened until the end. I need answers about why the divisions exist ASAP. But the previews for the next half looked amazing. Um, Samantha Jackson, four bob and weaving leather-faced invaders out of five. Okay, thanks. Uh, Charlie Messing wrote in, that was damn good. I really enjoyed that episode. Sort of wished I hadn't have read the comics. They're having the actor of Jesus on Talking Dead as I'm writing this. It sounds like he is officially dead. Uh, It's one of those rare times I hope they're trolling us because I'm not ready for Jesus to go. Anyway, I wasn't a believer in that they could turn the show around, but I feel that they've done so to a point. Uh, I don't think the show will ever hit the popularity it once had, but I still think they're going to give us a quality show. What more can one ask for? Uh, Susan Monk also chimed in that she's kind of disappointed there won't be a zombie Jesus. So, you heard it here first. Uh, Mike Jones, five bedpans out of five. This episode delivered in every way. The Whisperer's introduction is spot on. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, Johnny Storer, uh, five out of, I guess, Father Gabe only knew how to lock the front door of his church out of five. Ooh, (laughs) nice callback. I love how they introduced the Whisperer's was listening to another podcast weeks ago, and the actor of Jesus was on there and kind of bad-mouthing the show. I thought so when he got killed. I was sort of bummed. But after reading interviews and seeing him on The Talking Dead, I'm glad he is dead and gone. Let's face it, he's not that good of an actor anyway. And I never heard about him before the show and probably after. I also think finally Daryl will get a love interest. They're twisting so much stuff, and anything goes. And I could see the Carl story line getting split between Daryl and Henry. Hmm. Especially if you guys seen the next trailer for next year's second half. That would be super interesting for Daryl, in my opinion. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Enjoy your Christmas and time off. You guys have been going since Fear came back. Cheers, group. Well, thanks, Johnny. Appreciate all that. Likewise. Yeah, thank you. And it could even tie to you, says as well. Um, Michael Santana, five. Worst security guard ever <laughs> out of five. Uh, at least when Eastman left the prison door open for Morgan, it was on purpose. 
Uh, a great episode and a fantastic introduction for the Whispers. Sorry to lose Jesus, but can totally understand the actor's frustration with the handling of this character. Uh, the Walking Dead has an extensive track record for doing this. Hopefully, this will improve as the writing and overall direction of the show has definitely improved, in my humble opinion. I stopped reading the comics right upon the discovery of the Whispers. Time to catch up on this break. Thanks again for all the work you do to put this together. Been with you guys since the beginning, and I ain't stopping until the end. Well, thank you, Michael. You keep listening to him, we'll keep making him. Um, Katie Levesque, 4.5 out of 5 creepy whispering comments from the That Ain't Normal Walkers. <laughs> the reaction from our fearless crew as they fought their way through the cemetery was really entertaining. Uh, R.I.P. Jesus. It would have been cool to see more fights for this character. Seem like they barely used him last season. Interested to see what craziness happens in the back half of the season. Just a thought on the father Gabe left the cell door open and Negan escaped. Didn't the guy with the weapon in the room go after, uh, go over after Father Gabe let go and shut and lock the prison door? Did that happen? Mm-hmm. Someone else wrote in. He was taking the cuffs off of Negan. He's cuffed while someone else is in the cell. Mm-hmm. My guess is that Gabriel left it open so he could go see Rosita, or just so no one has to watch Negan anymore. I uh, mean, dude could just ask it. Can you take Negan duty? My girlfriend's in trouble. Like, this doesn't seem like yeah, hard. I, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, anybody, you know, one day want to take this on? Hey, one guy that always talks to Michonne. You seem pretty strong. You want to take this duty for me? <laughs> Literally. Literally. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> Uh, Perry Beck, a 4.75 out of 5. Can't even think of something funny to say here. What a great episode. I need to watch it again. I missed so much. But then again, Carol's kid, why are you so stupid? Uh, those kids reminded me of the bunch in Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, the ones with the head in the birdcage at Bible study that was the only uh, down to this episode and only cost it a point seven five. Uh, Dre Irvin also was like, oh, look, more, te- more teenagers doing dumb shit with walkers. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a movie right there, right? Um, Richard Chopper, Cherry Charrington, Marathon Running Man. Now, five. Let's hope it's Good Friday and Easter Sunday is about to follow out of five. Wow, wow, wow. What a fantastic episode. Loved every minute of it. Let's hope Jesus rises again. As much as I hate to say it, I actually think the series has improved since Rick's exit. The show has a whole new feel to it. These last three episodes have been excellent. Roll on February. Can't wait. P.S. Just want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas and all the best for 2019 from this side of the pond. I, for one, really appreciate all your hard work in putting the podcast together and enjoy listening to it so much. Uh, have a great holiday season, guys. I have plenty of Coors Light, so I know I will. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche, sir, on my friend. Have a great holiday. Uh, Robert Nigro, 4.5. That's some crazy poos out of 5. I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, lots of stuff to mull over until February. I'm worried as hell over the whispers. The gang's discovery of them was handled well throughout. Also, Negan's out, and that looks like another threat. And poor Jesus. It looks like he's actually dead, slung over the back of a horse in the preview. Uh, I could veer into speculation toy, uh, territory, but I'll leave that for the experts to handle together. So I guess we're the experts. All right. Um, David B. the third, uh, four point five. Easter came a little too soon. Huh, Jesus, out of five. I really enjoyed the suspense created by the cinematography in the last half of the episode. Since I don't read the comics, I loved how all this is played out for people like me. However, I took half off because I couldn't follow the kids' storyline, and I felt I needed to know more about the other kids. I'm hoping that comes next episode on February tenth. 
Uh, Kaki Nascimento, 4.5. But I wanted to see Jesus grabbing a grenade in the air out of five. I'm reading the comics, so I know they could have used this character a lot better, but at least he had a cool death. Love the suspense in the episode, by the way. Uh, Amanda Holmes run in. Uh, I don't understand the needless killing of Jesus. Some of us are still recovering from Rick's departure. I give this episode a four as I detach and emotionally as I detach emotionally from my own sanity. Well, do what you have to do, I guess. Uh, Scott Homan, 4.25. Good episode. As much as I hate to see Jesus leave the show, I think it was uh, really weak in an already weak group. I thought that scene was just great. Seeing a walker duck his strike like that was just awesome. As a non-comic reader, I've been hearing the whispers, but I never really grasped how they would be so dangerous until that scene. Now you can never take killing a walker for granted and have to approach them all with caution. And that is a game changer. Uh, Jason Graining, four cemetery gates out of five. I wasn't expecting that ending. I figured the way the Walking Dead likes to draw things out, that the group would get out of the cemetery unharmed, but all hear the whispers. I wasn't expecting a ducking and attacking walker. It's sad to see Jesus go, but at least it was a surprise. Uh, Negan leaving a cell open, uh, leaving a cell was also another nice touch and a decent cliffhanger to revisit during the second half. My only gripe is that the show is really going out of its way to not bring up what happened during, uh, between the communities during the time jump. I wish they would have given us a little something to tie us over until the second half, even so this is a great and creepy end to the first half of the season. Uh, Dave White, four feet out of five, or how far could you see in the spooky fog, a, wisp, a walker whisperer lumbering towards you. Sorry to see Jesus go. Was looking forward to more acrobatic fighting this season. Going to miss you, our ponytailed friend. And finally, Rob Cook, five spectacular mid-season finales out of five. I've just seen it and was riveted. Can't think of anything witty to say here, and I can't wait till next year. Cheers for the podcast, guys. Have a great mid-season break. And when we do come back in February, we would love to hear what you have to say. And uh, please, by all means, join the Facebook group. Drop us your busters. Drop us your Tobies. Drop us a line. We're always happy to hear from you. And uh, I saw on the Facebooks. You may have heard of Facebook. It's fairly popular with the young people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the Graham. Oh, this instance. The instance, dude. Yeah. 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 And the TikTok. The, yeah, that's the new one. Got to on the TikTok. Now. There's a TikTok too. I got to. Oh, I'm tired. It's like the new. Uh, new what do you call it? Yeah. Vine. It's like the Vine. Oh my goodness! Got to go viral on TikTok, buddy. If you want to make it, oh, I can do it. Gotta go viral on TikTok now. I, think I just figured out the gram. Now I gotta go do this. I know. Now you gotta figure out how to do a Katy Perry lip sync. Well, oh man! I'll juggle anime or something. I don't know. I'll practice. I'll <laughs> practice. I don't know if I can get it done. All right. Well, that's so. Again, mid-season break. Uh, we've got, I guess, like seven weeks off. Uh, don't expect an episode next week, but I think we're gonna try and do at least one or two. I'd like to do at least one or two. Um, over the break just to kind of keep things fresh. I know we, we we talked about maybe doing like a video game centric episode to talk about like our favorite zombie theme. Yeah, I was games. into that. I was hearing you guys um, talk about that. I'm dumbed down to talk about zombie themed video games for sure. <laughs> yes, there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of, uh, of of cool stuff related to that in the last few years. Um, zombie modes, zombie games, that kind of stuff. So I think that'd be fun to just kind of chit chat a little bit on that. Um, maybe if we get our stuff together, maybe we'll do the whispers arc. Um, I'm gonna catch up. 
over the break. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that that if we if we get that I'm done down. or not. I'm, I'm caught up. So yeah, if you guys want to catch up to me, <laughs> down to uh, talk about the old whispers. <laughs> you're, you're my idol, Aaron. Someday I'll be. <laughs> Someday I'll be as cool as you, man. I know. <laughs> Gonna have a photographer following um, me around, taking pictures, living oh, that Steve, life. Steve's pretty busy right now. He's great and burning, but oh. you know, it's taking up all his press time. So, oh man, <laughs> I just got, I have cudlets following me around, and the dude is hilarious, but he doesn't, oh. you know, he doesn't know how to hold the camera for the life of him. Wow. <laughs> Good thing you're so photogenic, then. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Don't. It's not me. Uh, I mean, honestly, my girlfriend. She's photogenic. I'm just there. I look okay. I dress well. But you know, she's she's doing the work. <laughs> I'm not pretty, but I'm pretty. <laughs> no, your girlfriend's so uh, pretty. You look, you look at the two of them in the picture, and like, who is he? <laughs> she's so pretty she make me pretty just cause we both pretty he's looking better just by being next to her you know? yeah. true um, yeah so we'll we'll see if we the thing is if we don't get to the whispers arc in the comic over the break then it'll be quite a while before we get to it again because we'll have eight episodes of the main show and then I'm assuming there won't be a break between uh, that and the next season of fear they'll probably yeah. just go right into it to the other yeah. Uh, like like we yeah. did. Although last season they literally overlapped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they did. If the if the listeners have any like ideas, I mean, we can consider something. If they have some bonus episode ideas for us, yeah. I, I was just gonna to mention that. I want to put a thread up on the Facebook page right after we record, um, and just yeah, just put your ideas out there. If there's something specific that you want us to talk about, um, or if you know if if it, we end up getting three or four topics that would be good for a single episode, you know, we'll just. We we can definitely do that, um, um, or send us an email. Like if you, if there's stuff that you know you just don't want to type out on Facebook, or you know you you just want it to be a surprise and see if we pick it. Um, WDTV at hhwlod dot com. Send us an email. We'll, we you know we could do a mailbag type episode and just kind of read through you know people's questions oh, and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll put up a thread and and we'll see what goes. But yeah, I, I, I like I said, we'll try and squeeze um, you know two episodes out. Maybe if we're lucky, we can get three. Um, maybe every other week or something like that. So, so yeah. So, let us know what you think. Um, that's gonna about do it for this episode. Um, so we'll go around the horn here real quick. Um, just stay tuned to hhwled.com. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that um with the break in the Walking Dead and the holidays coming up, things will kind of slow down. If nothing else, uh, hhwled.com right around the holidays. Uh, we're going to be releasing a 10-year re- uh, retrospective, uh, t- 10 years yes. of HHWLOD, and uh, I've been compiling it off and on all year long, like different clips of some of our better shows and some of the people you know that are you know, no longer podcast with us or, or some of the do and some of the shows, you know, Legion of Dudes past and uh, Walking Dead podcast past and everything. So if not... Yeah, yeah if nothing awesome. else, that'll be coming out on WD or on uh, HHWLD. Cool. Um, yeah, so just stay tuned to this feed for for stuff for me um, and Aaron. Where can folks find find you on the internet? Oh, I am. <laughs> you can find all my writing I do at um, my personal blog, thecodezeke dot com. All my stuff that I do is there, but I'm mainly writing at weliveentertainment dot com. All my movie reviews are there. My coverage of The Walking Dead is there. And anything else I happen to kind of put together, uh, you can find me talking more 
um, about movies over on my podcast that I co-host with my friend Abe. It is called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Uh, we do weekly movie reviews and a lot of fun bonus episodes, including audio commentaries, which friend, uh, you know, Jim Dietz is a good friend of the show. He's been on many, many of them. And um, what else you can, f- yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Mr. Taylor. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitters at the voice one, two, three. We have some, some things happening. Uh, so stay tuned on that Twitter because that will, uh, let you know what I'm working on. And of course we got episodes of nothing's on and, uh, which was with Jim and we got a lot of movie and TV news to talk about. And Russ, he, he's got to get it together. We have some Marvel stuff. We got to talk about I mean, come on. Yeah. We got a ton of come Marvel on. stuff. Yes. I know. Uh, Jim. Uh, you can check me out at oldmagicgaming.com. Every Friday we have a new podcast up, which is uh, take our D&D game and uh, add sound effects and background soundtrack and uh, voice modulation, all kinds of stuff to make it more of like a radio play situation. And we put a new one up every Friday on that website. Um, as as uh, Daryl said, nothing's on every week. Uh, we're going to be really, I think we're going to be reviewing Overlord on the next episode because we actually all saw it and stuff. Um, but definitely oh. check that out, taylornetworkpodcast.com. Da- here, I'll go on a limb. Best Nazi zombie movie of 2018. Okay, there you go. There's, there's your box quote uh, for Overlord. Um, True. That's not a video game. No, that's not a video game. Yeah, yeah Wolfenstein was really good. But anyway, um, yeah, check me out there at taylornetworkpodcast.com, oldmagicgaming.com. And uh, on uh, on the Instagrams, I'm Yoda Jones sixty six, and on Twitch TV, I'm Yoda Jones. You can watch me stream every once in a while. I'm gonna be doing that a lot more now that I got Red Dead Redemption online. So, excellent. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, like I said, we'll probably be back in a couple weeks. Um, and pay attention to the Facebook group for for some show ideas. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, just because we have to clean up your shit doesn't mean we have to listen to it.